What is up? We're here at the DC Youth Podcast. My name is Drew. I'm here with yours truly, Zach Hershey. Um, if you don't know Zach, he grew up at Deering, ended up going to Ozark Christian College. He's a youth minister out in Indiana now, and so we're just gonna we're just gonna have a little conversation here about about ministry, right, Zach? That's right. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot of things lined up for you. Um, on this podcast, we're gonna have a lot of fun, um, but uh, we're gonna talk about some serious stuff. So if you wanna, uh, if you wanna get deep, you wanna go a little, little bit heavier with us. Um, this is the place to go. So make sure, make sure you're listening, and make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the the rest of these podcasts, and you don't have to go into iTunes every time and download them. Right, Zach? That's nice. Yeah. So tell us where you're living now, Zach. Right now, I'm living in Evansville, Indiana. Actually, I'm living in a small town north of that. It's actually about the size of town of Deering. It's about 300 people. The, there's like a requirement to take off your shirt and ride your four-wheeler around <laughs> at least once a week. Uh, it's, it's pretty great. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Um, and so you just recently graduated from Ozark, and you're a you're youth, minister, youth minister there now? Yep. Yeah, I've been there for just a little over a month, but yeah, I spent four years at Ozark, that lovely place, and mm. did a little bit of everything, helped out with a lot of youth ministries there, and um, yeah, I worked with a actually a medical clinic teaching sex ed for a bit there too, and um, it's been good. It's been pretty cool. That's, that's just beautiful. It is. It's mm. beautiful. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so... Obviously, you grew up here, so um, that your your um, message is probably going to resonate a little bit more than and uh, a lot of people's because you 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 grew up here. So, like, obviously, we're not talking about anything too specific to this, but like, you know, it's always good to hear from a hometown a hometown guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, um, we've just been talking about issues that students struggle with or issues that um, students uh, need to grasp a little bit better just throughout the week and, you know, help them live out their relationship with Jesus. And so, um, we've talked about mental health. We've talked about um, some other things on the podcast. I think students uh, uh, need to have a better, better grasp of and so this week, um, let's talk a little bit about keeping Jesus at the center of everything. Um, and okay. I think that's super hard for, our, for a lot of our students because um, there's so many things calling for their attention. And so it's, it's super easy to get distracted. And I think that's, that's a big word for, for everybody is they get distracted and they don't keep their sole focus on what Jesus is calling them to, mm-hmm. whether it's at home or at school or on the weekends or wherever they're at, I think that a lot of our students struggle with that. And you say that um, we would, we should actually start the conversation not talking about keeping Jesus at the center of everything, but talking about the gospel. Yeah. Why, why is that? Um, because so much of what we do and who we are, like if we don't, like we could talk about like relationships uh, with our parents or relationships with, uh, you know, that significant other or stuff that's happening on the team and all, all this different stuff. And we could address those like uh, external things that are happening, but if we don't see it through the lens of the gospel, the lens of Jesus um, and what he did on the cross, you know, we're, as Christ followers, we're supposed to align ourselves with him 
and with the life that he lived and what he did on the cross and match those happenings with that happening that Jesus did. And if we don't see things through that lens, if we don't even know what that lens is, if we don't even know specifically what happened, then, well, we, we don't know how to handle those situations. Hmm. And I think, you know, we've, we've, I've had our students download this app. It's called Life in Six Words. And basically, it's, it's a way to share the gospel, under the, understand the gospel in six words. So if you, if you have a smartphone, obviously, you probably do if you're listening to this. Um, go download that app. It'll help you understand the gospel a little bit better, but it'll also um, help you communicate the gospel a little bit better. And so, uh, that, yeah, That's awesome. I, I appreciate that. Um, and so you, we, we talked a little bit before this podcast. You know, we talked about how um, uh, we need to communicate the gospel a little bit better uh, to ourselves to keep Jesus at the, at the center of everything, right? And that's mm-hmm. what you kind of said. But um, I think that a lot of students beat themselves up a lot over, over the gospel, over um, uh, over maybe not not answering the the call, and uh, they don't uh, really grasp um, God's grace in that. And there's grace in the gospel, and that's part of the good news. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of skip over that to all the rules, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, what do you th- what do you think about that? Yeah, I was actually I was talking with a couple couple students uh, actually last night about about this this concept and um yeah like if we if we are truly you know saved by grace you know and it's not by works you know but then we keep on beating ourselves up over the things that we we have done like i just man i messed up you know again and and then you kind of you you think that 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 changed the way that we're supposed to interact and and we stop going to, to church because you feel bad because you messed up and and then you're like that the constant struggle of like am I doing good enough am I being right enough am I am I doing this am I following the list of steps mm-hmm. and really that kind of goes back to that concept of, of the law that Paul talks a lot about you know and the the law you know we have the Old Testament law like the Ten Commandments and all that stuff and and that list of things that we're supposed to keep up to be in the right with God you know but if we and if we're not following then that, then, then, then of course we're casted out and we're not good enough for Jesus. And that's exactly what Jesus came to conquer. That's what, his, what the cross did to overcome. Um, I mean, if you're sitting there with a list of things that you feel like you've got to be following these steps, if you've got to, got to do everything perfect, uh, you've got to uh, not lie, not cheat, not steal. If you've got to read your Bible every day um, to be a Christian, if you've got to... Um, uh, constantly, you know, always be encouraging, always be this, and you have this super idealistic uh, list of steps that you have to go through to be a Christian. You've created a law for yourself that you have to follow. When really, when Jesus died, you know, and he um, shed his blood on the cross and he resurrected, he conquered all those lists that you have to follow. And really, he's just calling you to a life with him. Mm. I mean, from the very beginning, you know. Uh, he created everything and and God said you know and he walked or God walked with man you know mm. and that's what the life he's calling us back to is just to to walk with him mm. day by day you know if you're talking about a relationship with your with your father you know if you mess up you know I mean most likely that doesn't cut you off from him being your father <laughs> yeah right 
Um, and I, th I think this is a, a good place to be when, when we talk about keeping Jesus at the center of everything because that's, that's where the gospel, um, that's, when, that's when the gospel starts resonating with us and we start understanding a little bit more about what's happening. Um, and I think that when we understand that God is for us and that God um, um, wants the best for us, um, because I think that um, we think that well, once once we sin, once we once we go outside of God's rules, I guess you would say um, that we can never come back. That uh, you know God's love is conditional, and that we He expects a certain response from us, and if He doesn't, we don't we don't give him that response, then we're, we're done. Um, and then it's hard to keep Jesus at the center when, when you're not even, you don't even feel like you could ever be at the center of God. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, you know, the truth is, is that God will never love you any more than he does right now. Yeah. And, and that's perfect. That's a perfect, I love that statement because, you know, we can get caught up in what you're saying. Like, man, I'm just not doing this right. I'm just doing this. I'm just caught up in this. I just, but God, that God's love's not conditional; it's unconditional, and He's going to love you no matter what. But, uh, but I think there's a certain joy in doing things for Him, and 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 then just living at a Christ life, Christ like life with with Him at the center of it. And mm -hmm. um, um, can you do you have a specific um, maybe story that uh, you've you've hit on um, when it comes to just when you when you certainly when that time hit, and you figured out, hey, this is this is how you live with Jesus at the center. Hmm. I think, yeah, a lot of it for me was it was just trying to figure out what's at at the core of who I am. Um, a lot of self reflection and and trying to look inward and seeing what is at at the center of me, you know, because I'm the one living. I mean. <laughs> It's like, whose world do you live in? You live in your world. I mean, you're the center of your own universe. And if you can't find out what's at the core of you, then that's, that's a problem. Uh, I remember searching and searching for this in high school and getting really, really scared because I couldn't, f I couldn't find what was at the center. And I couldn't find something that I could put at the center of me that, could, that wasn't going to fall through because I was constantly f trying to find people that I could fit there but people were so fickle people would uh always come up short and and i tried to make them complete and find and put that them at the, my center and it was always it was it always turned out badly and so i couldn't find people and i tried to find concepts and ideals of things you know like those those little th um phrases that people put and, you know i i would come with these questions and and people would always give me the goody two-shoe Christian one-liners, mm -hmm. and those always seem to be to, to be lacking, you know, to let go and let God, to, mm -hmm. you know, and those always just fell through because I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like it's enough. And when I was in, in college, there was a guy that, um, his name was Chad Ragsdale. He was a professor at Ozark, and he talked about how we search for these things that are at, at our core, and if we put out everything in our life, you know, baseball, football, parents, family, um, and we, we put them all on this big circle and we try to figure out what was more at the core, the center of, of who we are, you kind of walk through kind of what I was fearful of, uh, how we 
uh, a lot of times people reject trying to self-reflect and try to find their core because because they're scared that if they really dig deep enough they're going to find something something super shallow or um, that they're not as deep as what their Twitter page is reflecting, mm. that they're actually a lot more shallow than what they, they, they are. And, and even beyond that, he said a lot of people, he's, he said, I think that are scared that they're going to search and try to find what's at the center, what's at the core of who they are, and, and they're not going to find anything, that there's nothing there at all, mm. that they've been aimlessly just wandering <laughs> through life and just trying to ignore that core and tell maybe just life stops. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah. So like, yeah. you know, you, you self reflect and you, you get to a point where, um, you understand yourself better and, and how did that help you understand that? Um, um, maybe, maybe you don't have a control on, on really putting Jesus at the center, but you're just, you're just searching for Jesus's center. You get what I'm saying? Like we can, we can search and try to put Jesus in that, in that center of us. But in all honesty, Jesus, I, I think, you know, Jesus is so big. God is so big that we can, we I would actually rather just try to strive for, for living for, for Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to, instead of trying to fit Jesus, like you're saying, like, just all into this this one this one thing this these these the, the center of me um yes that is exactly what you're saying but you get where i'm get where i'm going like god kind of you instead of trying to fit everything in that that one heart in that one spot instead of trying to fit it into you why don't mm-hmm. we fit ourselves into god's story into god's plan you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah uh, yeah definitely i mean one of our because, i mean that's <laughs> Yeah. For for real, I mean, because I mean that was kind of what I, what I went through was me trying to figure out where where does God fit in my world that I've mm. created, my kingdom that I've been trying to build, and yeah, this Christian thing was would be great for, and would make me look this way, or yeah, like I could totally like this will make me look this way, or um, and and really it's like man, when Christ calls a person. He doesn't. He doesn't call. He's not saying, "Hey, invite me into the life that you've created." Right. He's saying, you know, like, like, no, I want you to die. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want you to, to this life that you've been living, this you that you've created. I want that to be done, and I want you to die to yourself so you can live as Christ, live as me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so much so is, like, I mean, man, I thought that I used to be just completely. I, I grew up with a lot of depression and a lot of things like that. And I was like, I'm completely worthless and I'm terrible and I'm not good enough. And I'm this and that. And, and I finally got to where, like, I was like, man, like I'm trying to like a, to create this life and try to make my life something. But really I was like, but I could be a part of Christ to be a part of his story, be a part of his life, you know, but, but the part of that was kind of crazy. It was kind of flipped it to where like hit, his call is to become nothing. His call is to, is to die to yourself and to let other people live because of your death. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. weird to uh, to really explain that. It's just yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, and but I think I think you hit on something too. Like we start talking about following God's 
God's call and keeping him at the, at the center or uh, us like following God's plan in his life. So we're, we're pushing for that. But, but then like when, when he, when he actually calls us to do something or things get hard, um, we don't feel like that's what God would, would want for us. Why do you think that is? Man. I mean, we, we always want to self preserve ourselves. We, we always think that God wants, we always think that what we think is the best for us is mm-hmm. what God thinks is the best for us. And that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if God is calling us to, to follow Christ, you know, the author and perfecter of our faith, if we're supposed to fix our eyes on him and, and walk that same road that he walked on, it's actually a lot more painful mm. um, because he, his, the road that he walked ended on the cross ended in death, ended in him being beaten, beaten and mocked and accused. And, and, and we, th- we think that, you know, he's calling us to a, a life where we're always happy mm-hmm. and our life is going to turn out great. But if we're being, you know, if we're submitting ourselves to our Lord and we're following and walking that walk, it's going to look a lot more like his life and how it turned out. Yeah. Then all our life and what we thought was going to turn out, you know? Yeah. Uh, C.S. Lewis said, I, I think this is what he said, he said, pain is a megaphone. God loves to speak through it. And I think that that resonates with a lot of us because we don't, we don't really um, associate God with pain because mm-hmm. God, God loves us and he wants the best for us. And mm-hmm. yes, he does. But at the same time, I spank my daughter because she needs it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that uh, we the other side of that too is when we follow God, God's not necessarily um, throwing those things at you more than uh, the world is just coming at you because you have a different perspective now. And so uh, when you start changing for the better and you keep Jesus at the center of everything, um, there's going to be people and things that uh, are going to disagree with that. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that, uh, um, you know, like you said, Jesus, Jesus died for us. He, and, and we're, we're called to like live a life that looks like Jesus. So why, why wouldn't we expect the same? Mm-hmm. I just don't get that. Like Jesus isn't, is it cannot just be your savior. He has to be Lord. And, you know, I think when we look at, when we look at Jesus's life, I mean, how can we not look at it and say, man, how have I how have I died today, or how how am I how am I dying to myself? Because I mean, um, we are blessed to live in a country that doesn't really experience any persecution. But the the stuff that we do consider persecution, we still are babies about it. We'll whine about it, and we do stuff yeah. on the other side of it. Like no, we're, I'm not going to do that because they're going to say this and this about me, or I'm going to do this. And man, uh, you know Romans one sixteen. You know, why, why, why do we, ha- why are we ashamed of this? Mm-hmm. Like if Jesus is so good and he's at the center of us, like mm-hmm. that's, that's what our whole world revolves around. Then why are we ashamed of it? Because like if, if it was, if I was, my whole world revolved around football, man, you're going to see me with a football in my hand. I'm going to be wearing football jerseys. I'm going to be playing fantasy football. I'm going to be doing all these things. Not because ne- I want to be known as that more than I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if that's my whole thing. So why, like, why don't we expect like a little bit of pain, a little bit of like hurt, 
but also a lot of strength and joy. Like, why don't, why don't we like, mm-hmm. why don't we covet those things rather than, uh, like money and happiness and like our pursuits? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like one of the things I always look to, hello, uh, <laughs> one of the things I always look to and I love is this, uh, Hebrews 12. Um, if you read through, I would highly encourage you to read Hebrews 12. And what it kind of talks about is the fact that there's a little line. It's like, you have not suffered to the point of shedding blood. It's like this discipline is like, is just an, a, test, a testament to you being God's child. You know, it's, um, this, this discipline, this hardship, this pain, you know, it, it just like a father disciplines those that he loves. You know, if, if you're going through like, if you're not getting disciplined by your parents, they probably don't care about how your life turns out. <laughs> They're just letting you aimlessly wander and throw fits and all this different stuff, and, and they try to shape you into the person uh, that, that he needs you to be. You know? And that's the same thing with God. You know, this, this pain, this, um, this suffering that you might feel, you know, it might just be a, a testament to his l- discipline, his love, his trying to to shape you and to bring you to focus more on on him to center your life on a life with him as your father Mm. um i don't know it's always been something that i've really kind of looked to to try to make in every moment as something that might be Mm. a moment to learn and to be disciplined and to figure out how how can i center myself more and and the good news is that um, if you haven't been in this world, if you haven't lived in this world, you can always go to it. Um, it's it's free, right? It, and um, because I, I don't want you guys to get out there and think, well, I'm never gonna be like these people, you know. I'm never gonna. I I don't think I could ever get to the point where I can self-reflect or I can or I can. I can start living a life that Jesus has called me to. Like it's not me because of the things that I've done, right? Mm-hmm. There's thing that separates me. Uh, you need to know that that God's never loved you any more than He loves you right now. He He knew you. He created you in His image, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, He He's pursuing you. And so um, I like what you said earlier about hey, like if you, He's just waiting for you to just turn around, and He's there. He's that he, you said you actually said. He's that dad on the porch waiting for you to just, you know, turn around and he's going to be there. And he's not just the dad with the shotgun there, you know, waiting. <laughs> he's going to get up and run to you, you know. He's not that, you know, it doesn't matter. He, he's going to run. And, mm-hmm. and that there, there, there's so much significance in that, um, you know. Uh, he's going to run to you. It's not like a, it's not just he's yeah. waiting for you to come back to the porch. No, you just have to turn around no matter where you're at and he's going to find you. He's going to run to you yeah. with open arms. And yeah. so Jesus is calling you to, to live a life like that at the center and to constantly turn around, mm-hmm. constantly turn around. And uh, because the truth is, is, you know, we're, we're all called to, f- to follow God and keep, keep him at the center and walk down this path. But we are humans. Mm-hmm. We, we get selfish at times. We get prideful and we fall off the wagon. But the key to the Christian life is getting up and turning around. Mm-hmm. I really think that. And that's, that's how you keep everything at the center, is get up and turn around. Yeah. Because so many people, and I think this is, this is because they don't have a true community around them. 
they don't allow people to to be a part of their community so they so they they're not in a life group or a dna group that we have or they don't come to church regularly they don't have people in their lives that mm-hmm. speak truth into them so when they do fall down when they do fall off the path they stay there mm-hmm. they sit in it and they waller in it because they don't have anywhere else to go and and so we want to we want to call you into something better that that Jesus is offering something better today and tomorrow mm-hmm. and the rest of your life to just get up and turn around and keep him at the center and that's what it looks like nobody's perfect we're not perfect sitting here and saying Jesus is always at the center of my <laughs> life this is how it always works no like no i have a wife i get selfish and look at my phone too much sometimes when i should be paying attention to her conversations and you know i, I sometimes i don't get up and read my Bible like, oh my goodness, what what's going to happen? You know, yeah. like those things do matter though yeah. because it helps keep me turned around and it ke- helps keep me out of the ditch and onto the, onto the path mm-hmm. and that's why I do them. And, but at the same time, like we're human and we do get selfish mm-hmm. and we do have the, the things that, that we fight against. So, um, man, Zach, I love your words. Um, great to have you here in studio. Um, we could have easily done this over, over a phone interview. But Zach's like, no. If you want a podcast, I'm coming down. To, I'm coming down to, to Daring. No, what happened was Zach's visiting family, and we just happened to catch him at the right time. But yeah. uh, a couple, a couple quick things. Okay. We need your Instagram. Mm. Your Instagram. My Instagram handle. All, all, everything. Instagram, Twitter. It's all. Uh, oh man, something going <laughs> off right now. Little Ed Sharon going off in my phone. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my Instagram is at Zachary Hershey, Z-A-C-H-A-R-O-Y, then Hershey, H-E-R-S-H-E-Y, just at Zachary Hershey. He's he's always a good follow. Make sure you make sure you go out and follow him. Hopefully you follow him. Yeah. I will follow back, free follow ooh, backs. Ooh, That's what ooh. I do. <laughs> um, what about your, one of your favorite Instagram follows that you have? Oh man, I'm I'm a kind of a nature freak, so like there's a lot of like GoPro photography kind okay. of things that okay. that I don't know. I get jealous. I I see people like out on the oceans and <laughs> <laughs> swimming with whales, and I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. But yeah, I had to unfollow one because it was too much. <laughs> Maybe too jealous. Um, okay, and we we've, we've asked everybody that that's been on the podcast new music or music that you just. That's your jam right now. Okay. Oh, man. So there's this... I've been listening to a lot of 21 Pilots. Mm-hmm. I really like them. They're just deep thinking craziness, and it's like rap, rock, hip-hop, techno, yeah. all everything at once, and it's wonderful. Um, but then the other weird... I don't I just came across them. They're called Fits and the Tantrums. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I just I just love them. It's kind of sounds old schoolish and all that stuff. You're out of my league. Oh, it's so good. I don't know. It's just, it's good. Yeah. Uh, also want to remind you, uh, because we do have a lot of kids that are out there listening to hip-hop, Andy Minio dropped his album today. Mm. It's mm. actually pretty good. <laughs> and we're going to that concert on October 2nd. So if you want to listen and you want to go, just come to Deering and we'll get you hooked up, right? Um, so Zach, I want to thank you for being on again. It's always a pleasure to see you. And uh, until next time, guys. All right. See you guys.